Hello, all you beautiful people. This is Optimistically Depressed. I am Ruth McMullen, your host. Thank you for joining me. Um, yeah, so things have been a little crazy lately. I, as I said last week, I've been wanting to implement some changes in order to help save my energy and make it so that this is something that lasts longer. I don't want to be a flash in the pan, as one of my friends pointed out to me. And, uh... I've been slowing down a little bit, uh, actually a lot. I've been slowing down a lot. Some of you may notice I haven't been as present on social media. And it's not because that, that's a permanent thing. It's just because I've gotten sick twice and I'm still, and so in the last like week. <laughs> so I kind of got the cold, got over it. Now I'm getting it again just because I haven't allowed myself enough rest. So yeah, not feeling too great, pretty tired and feeling pretty discouraged but also at the same time, there's a lot of things that's, that are going on that like I'm really enjoying. So I'm trying to focus more on the things that I really enjoy and also sort through why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling. And I've been doing um, some hanging out with, uh, well, you know what? I'll give a shout out to Raina. I've been ha- doing a lot of hang out, hanging out with her and her dog, Blue, which is a wonderful dog. And it makes me very excited for the puppy that we are getting tomorrow. And we've been doing some life talks and sorting through some, some stuff and it's been refreshing. It's been really nice. So I'm enjoying it and, um, it's been helping me kind of hold on. I'm hoping that after this weekend, I'll be able to do some stuff that will just kind of refresh me. And, um, yeah, because like right now it just kind of feels like my schedule is not my own and, that gets a little tiring after a while because you kind of just want to be able to, to start the day with doing your schedule and kind of working towards some of your things. Because when you spend too long away from working on what you're wanting to get to, uh, it just starts to wear you down. I think that's pretty normal for anyone. And that's been where I've been at. And so I'm just going to start resetting my own schedule in my life and get things back to where I want them to be. Um, one person that I haven't seen in a while and who I miss so much is Angela. Angela, my love goes out to you with, uh, Angela's with simple skin rituals. You should definitely check her out. Simple skin rituals, simple skin rituals. (laughs) I'm just repeating things now. See, it's actually funny that I'm doing this because um, the conversation that I had with Nicole, who's you're going to be listening to next, um, we talked about burnout. And one of the symptoms of burnout is that you forget what you're saying. Like it's just, it's just forgetfulness. You can't string together a sentence very easily anymore. And you like have that feeling that things are just on the tip of your tongue, but you just can't get the word. And that is where I am at right now. I can't even, I cannot even remember the name of my sponsor's company, her skincare company. How ridiculous is that? I use it. I love it. And I cannot remember. I look at, I look at the container that has the name of it on it like every day. And I cannot remember. I'm like simple skin rituals. Yeah. Anyway. Um, that's where I'm at. Things are on the tip of my tongue. Cannot remember what I'm saying. I'm burnt out. I need to take a little bit of time, reset things, get those cortisol levels back down. As you'll understand what I'm talking about after listening to this upcoming podcast. And, uh, and then I'll be free flowing. I'll be good to go. I plan on spending lots of time outside with my new puppy and it's going to be so wonderful. And I'm going to be doing more reading and journaling and writing poetry because I love doing those things. And I'm going to just get things. I'm going to have more evenings off. I'm going to give myself more evenings off, which is so necessary because during the day I don't get time off. I'm always, I'm doing something. I'm either doing stuff to do with optimistically depressed, which I love doing, 
or I'm taking care of the house or I'm taking care of the kids and um, there's always something to do. So I need to get my evenings back, some evenings back, because otherwise I'm just not going to be a functioning person and I'm not going to be able to offer the world what I believe I have to offer, which is definitely the stuff through optimistically depressed. At least that's where it's at right now. And so I need to make this more of a realistic endeavor. Uh, that's what's going on with me. And I hope that all of you out there are feeling more on top of things, that you're more on the ball. But if you're not, I'm with you. I get it. And we're in this together. So just remember that you're never alone. And I still do love hearing your stories because it helps me gain a better perspective on my own life. And I, I know that it's healing for everyone involved. It's just how it works. So if you want to share with me some of your story, please reach out. I would love to do a podcast with you. You can get in touch with me with uh, Optimistically Depressed through Instagram, or you can get in touch with me on uh, Facebook, Twitter. You can email me, optimisticallydepressed86 at gmail.com, or you can um, go to my website, optimisticallydepressed.com. You can message me through there. I would love to hear from you, and we can you know, go through your story and share it. I want to do a podcast with you. So, uh, and also please like, it just, it really helps me. It really helps me when you rate review and subscribe to my podcast. It makes it so it's more easily available on iTunes. It's easier to find and, um, makes it so I can be more discoverable by potential sponsors um, it'd be nice if I could be making enough money from this where I can kind of help alleviate some of the workload on, in other areas of my life, because I want, like, I really do believe that this is important. And the reality is as much as this is a passion project, it can't be something that lasts long if I can't figure out a way to relieve some of the other workloads in my life. So that's the reality of the situation. If any of you have any solutions to that problem, hit me up. I'd love to hear it. And that's it for my little, um, my little rant today. And I just hope that you enjoy this interview with Nicole. That's how she rolls, right? That's how she rolls. I like it. All right, cool. That sounds good. As long as it doesn't serve as a distraction. No, no. There's always stuff going on, so I'm a multitasker for sure. I love it. Yeah. I like I like it when people can just kind of roll with things because it's like nothing's going to be set up perfectly. Ever. It's not ever going to work perfectly. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So. It's kind of like funner when things just kind of happen around you and you're just not so involved in it that it takes over or anything like that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's my style for sure. I like it. Yeah. Sweet. This is exciting. I'm glad uh, I'm excited to be here. I'm so I'm excited to like to have you. I'm excited to learn more about what you have to say about mental health and physical health mm. and how those things are connected and just all of it. All of the above, hey? All of the above. Sweet. Where should we start? We're already started. Well, there you go. <laughs> what should we dive into first, I guess, is... Uh, the question. Oh, right. That's what you mean. Um, well, I have Nicole with me here. And you can't see me wave, I guess. <laughs> Nicole waved. <laughs> and we met a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. We had a great discussion. Yeah. And... Yeah. And then, and, and we discovered that we had briefly met each other like 11 or 12 years ago. Many, many moons ago. Many, many moons ago, which is so weird. Yeah. It's weird how life brings you back around sometimes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, so I was just kind of reaching out to you and I just saw, you know, what you were doing and I saw the name of this podcast and it was a completely drawing. You're just like, well, what is this all about? I want to learn more about it. So um, in my line of work, there's a huge component of mental health Mm. um and I just thought I'd reach out and share kind of some of my perspectives from it all I and I love that I would love to hear your perspective yeah 
So then, so let's start with where you work. Yeah, definitely. So I work at a proactive health and performance center. I'm a naturopathic doctor and dietitian. Um, and I've been out of naturopathic medical school for about two years now. And then I have uh, been finished dietetics for about five, five years. Wow. Yeah. So, um, and then before that I did business. So I've kind of done my whole routine at university and now I'm ready for the real world, I think, if anyone can actually be ready for that. <laughs> Um, and then I do mostly, uh, sports medicine, but, um, when I say sports medicine, it's pretty well all encompassing because, um, I guess I would categorize it more as performance medicine because everyone's trying to perform in every task that they Mm do all day long. Um, and just implementing tools to get you there and get to your kind of optimal level of, of achievement is usually where I come from most times. I love that. Mm. I actually have had several conversations with, oddly enough, it was my old boss. We sometimes like, like during meetings and everything, we would, the topic of like what it means to be functioning at your like prime, you know, like, Mm. is this my best? Like, well, how would I know? How do I know if I can get better? And like, so like right now I think that I'm functioning at my, like at the best that I can be. And yeah, sure. That's probably true for right now, but what, how much further up can I go? Yeah. That's the craziest part. Like, and then how far, how much further do you want to go? Like, are you completely content Mm. with things right now? And I think a lot of us have this mindset of, you know, bigger, faster, stronger, better. Um, but is that always conducive to health? Maybe not, you know? Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I toy with that one pretty well every day. Like I have the mindset, 100% bigger, faster, stronger. I can do more. I can accomplish more. I can get more done in a day. I can do this, this, and this. Um, And I always try to like biohack or optimize these things, but it's not, um, I've kind of pulled back on a lot of that recently and really thinking like, what is best for my mental health on a daily basis instead of always trying to kind of max effort everything. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I feel like that is actually speaking directly to where I'm at right now. Mm. Because I've started, like, so I've started this podcast and I've been going pretty hard since. And I'm starting to, I'm already starting to burn out a bit. Mm. So, but this is important to me. So it's not like I'm going to stop this. 100%. So I need to figure out a way that I can, um, that I can function Mm -hmm. and be mindful of my mental health, my physical health. Like, I'm tired. Like, I'm just tired, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like, okay, now I'm, now I'm working on readjusting everything to make it so that this can be going for like good ever, forever. Yeah. That would be amazing. (laughs) Um, yeah. So I, I totally hear that. And, and you're, um, not lost with the rest of the population too. We find these things that we're super passionate about, Mm -hmm. um, and you want to give it your all, but a lot of people still have day jobs. They have kids, they have meals to cook, husbands to hang out with, wives to chill with. Like there's just so many things on people's plates. And then most of the time I hear there's not enough hours in the day to complete everything that you want to complete. And then we, as healthcare practitioners, sometimes throw out like all of these recommendations. You got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this, which is almost like even more stressful for a lot of people because it's like, well, I'm not exercising and I missed my workout today. And like I had five minutes, so I had to like just throw down whatever food was available to me. And Yeah. yeah. So sometimes it just gets overwhelming for people, even in the health field, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Overwhelming is the perfect word. Yeah. I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. And we're all trying to do our best, right? Which is, I don't know, you just want to be your best and it's just tough sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about burnout for a bit because I see it all day, every day. Yeah. Let's talk about it. That sounds great. Are you comfortable sharing like some of your experiences with burnout or like? Definitely. Cool. Let's just fire away and we'll kind of like work through a couple things. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so do we want to like talk about what started me, like um, how I got to be burnt out, mm. like what I'm doing, or where would you like me to go with this? Exactly? Yeah, for sure. I'm throwing it at you now. What about um, like what burnout feels like to you? Oh, what it feels like. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel it a lot in my eyes. Like my eyes just feel tired. My whole body's tired. I sit down and I don't want to get up again. I lose my. I lose any kind of like inspiration and I stop feeling like I can, like I can give anymore mm-hmm. and like so Sean is my husband and he's a photographer and every now and then he'll be like let's do like I have this idea for a photo let's do this 
And usually I'm excited by that. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Mm. But, um, when I'm burnt out, I'm, I'm like, I cannot put the effort into making myself first of all, like into like putting on makeup or like doing my hair or whatever. And then, and then to like pose my face (laughs) to look a certain way or like just the whole idea exhausts me. And I'm just like, no, I can't, I just can't. And it's like this like panic sets in Mm -hmm. and then if someone reaches out and they want to spend time with me, it doesn't matter who it is. I will suddenly, I'll also panic and immediately feel overwhelmed. I feel it through my entire body. It's like my stomach will go in knots. And it's like, I, it's like, no, no. Why don't you just leave me alone? Like I suddenly get like angry and it's like, and then I have to stop myself and be like, they don't know I'm burnt out. Like Mm -hmm. they're being a kind person. Like, so it's like not their fault. hundred percent. Yeah. But I start to like, just get angry at people Mm because it's like, just leave me alone. Why won't you just leave me alone? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's that, it's that sensation. And and I said this before, but you're really not alone in that. There seems to be like some very highlighted themes or very highlighted symptoms that people experience in in this phase of burnout. And in North America, we're bigger, stronger, faster society, like work hours go later. Um, Mm -hmm. like conventionally you know back in the day women usually stayed at home um and now women are full-on workforce but and still having families and still trying to do literally everything so i see this oftentimes um in clinical practice too of like there's no compensatory mechanism to fill in the blanks there's like no nannies coming in there's not like always money for that and stuff like that but you still need an extra hand yeah you're still trying to do it all yes which is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. You're a human. You're, you have max capacities for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, and yeah, like things pile up at home. Mm-hmm. And so like I have a constant mountain of laundry somewhere in the house. Yeah. It's either piled up in all the dirty clothes hampers or it's piled up on like clean and piled up on my bed or piled up on like we have like a, a counter above our washer and dryer. Yeah. There's a window above this counter <laughs> and sometimes you can't see the window because like all the clothes are just a mountain like right in front of the window. And yeah. you're like, where's the light? <laughs> <laughs> it's never coming back. It's never coming back. 100%. That's brutal. And then we get, we beat ourselves up and then the mental health component starts to come in. Like, why am I not able to accomplish all of these things? And it's because we don't recognize all the things that we are accomplishing. We just think we're expected to do it all, you know? Yes. Oh, that's such a good point. Yeah. Because I don't look at the stuff that I've done. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at all the stuff that has to get done. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And our, we're so good at forgetting um, our accomplishments. We're so good at, at forgetting like how far we've come in something. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really harp on the negative in our society so often. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's tricky. And like, um, I don't always, like, I don't know the answers for all of these things, but I, I see it day in and day out and I see people struggle day in and day out. So, um, I just kind of like, I don't even know, think of tools functionally for a person. So when people come in, I'm so lucky. I get to spend like an hour and 15 minutes in your initial appointment Mm. and I go head to toe. I go, sleep, nutrition, literally any, I ask so many questions. People are like, gosh, you could write a book on me now. And I'm like, well, I might one day, (laughs) but, um, yeah. And that's the thing. And then taking their life and saying, like I had a woman the other day and she was just like, my biggest pain point is I can't lose weight. And then when you break down, I can't lose weight. So, so what have you tried in the past? You work through all that stuff. Um, and then you figure out, you get to the bare bones of it. And it's not that she can't lose weight. It's that she doesn't have time to cook. You know what I mean? So you work backwards a little bit. And then so functionally, if she doesn't have time to cook and the one thing she wants as a goal right now is to be healthier, then what about a meal delivery service? Ooh, you know what yeah. I mean? Just like bring things in that really, it seems very obvious me saying it right now, but when you find people's pain points in life and give them solutions or suggestions for them, it's way easier than just being like, I'm overwhelmed. I have too much this leading up. And it's just, it's too hard to like sift through things sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Because your head is just flooded and you can't like you, you, it does help to have somebody else come in with their fresh perspective. And especially when it's a professional Mm. who can just help you. Yeah. And I'm super lucky because I have that time too. Like I have the time to be like, what are your kids' names? Like, do they like making their own sandwiches? You know what I mean? Like, what can we offset in your life? What can we change? How can we um, adjust things? 
to make you, your life way easier. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I, I mean, I try. I have no answers. I don't have children either. So it's very much so me. Like people probably come in sometimes and they're like, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. And you know what? You make suggestions and some people, some things hold on and some people implement them. And then other times it's just like, yeah, no, that's that's not going to work. And then we move on to the next, right? Yeah. So the biggest thing is like that spiral thing. When we're talking about burnout, you kind of um, explained how you feel. Um, and then there's a whole internal process that's happening when we're burnout too. Like cortisol is released. Cortisol is our stress hormone. Right. When cortisol is constantly released, our body literally believes it's like running for its life at all times. I always use the analogy running away from a bear or a mountain lion. I don't know. Whatever used to eat us basically is what we're <laughs> kind of trying to protect ourselves from. Yeah. Um, and if you think about all of those, um, processes of your body running away from a bear so it's it's terrified first of all yeah second of all when you're running away from a bear you don't need to digest food you need to send blood flow to your muscles and to your brain so you can get away so um you're gonna start to have digestive issues and all that sort of stuff right your brain is working on overdrive and it's literally thinking of like the main to do's everything else just gets kind of lost in in the background noise because you're literally just trying to focus on one thing at a time um so we start to notice memory deficits or one of the biggest uh signs that i notice is people um searching for words so they can use adjectives to describe a certain word but they can't actually recall the word that they're looking for so everything's like on the tip of their tongue almost yeah yeah so that's a big one for sure in the memory like losing your phone keys wallet going to the grocery store and being like what am I doing here like what am I looking for again yes those types of things definitely come up with you know the initial stages of burnout later on you'll start to notice uh food cravings salt or sugar um just like that desperate need for some sort of snack at the time um peeing often is another one that has to do with um you know how your body or fil- how your kidneys are filtering water and kind of the the signs that your brain is telling your body basically so there's a huge complex system that's going on on the inside, um, let alone on the outside where we get heart, palp- heart palpitations and shakes and just like quick to anger and all that sort of stuff. It's just kind of your body saying it's at capacity. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's really nice to sit down and have you just explain this to me mm-hmm. because I like, I, so many of the things that you were just saying, especially the memory thing, I've like double booked people mm-hmm. right and um completely forgotten about stuff and it's like I put everything in my calendar right so mm-hmm. it's obviously bad enough that from the time I'm talking to the person saying yes we'll do it at this time to the three seconds that it would take me to go to my calendar I'm forgetting it yeah I'm forgetting to put it in 100% because you're at max capacity right yeah yeah and I believe our bodies are capable of the most amazing things I just believe that we have to rest them and recover them appropriately. Mm-hmm. Um, so this becomes so important. Like the biggest things to go when we're stressed out is our exercise routine, usually, or our nutrition yep. habits Yep. or our sleep. We start pushing sleep time later and later to get more work done, Yes. which is literally like the least functional thing that you could do to improve mm-hmm. your life. Probably. I would totally agree with that. Yeah. I, when I don't get my eight hours, like, and really I could go for like eight to nine hours. I'm like, I just can't function. I, I, again, like I get more cranky. I start to feel sick. Like I just feel nauseous all the time. And it's not because I'm actually getting sick. It's just because I need more sleep. Yeah, definitely. So there's tons of like science behind why all of that happens, but literally it can come back to that burnout picture. Um, so with sleep too, I would say it's the most important thing in the entire world. Getting a functional, um, good night's sleep is probably more powerful than nutrition. It's more powerful than exercise. And so many of us are not sleeping at all. Um, or we'll be able to fall asleep and are waking up at like three or four o'clock in the morning. And that three or four o'clock in the morning wake up is our cortisol spiking at the wrong time. So cortisol is what wakes us up in the morning. It's our morning awakening response. But if that's spiking at the wrong time, then your body literally thinks it's time to get up at three or four o'clock in the morning. So a lot of people like shoot out of bed at that time. And that means that cortisol level is off the rest of the day too. So um, sometimes what seems like a quick fix to just get you sleeping again is really a major issue that we have to fix, like a whole life process kind of. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot that goes on there. And then also too, like I always say to most of my patients, like, hey, we can 
we can give you supplements, we can get you sleeping, we can do all that. But until like the environment that got you there modifies or changes, or you figure out a system to work within this, you're going to feel like this at some point, like every six months. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. There's just so much going on in our body. And, and I think, um, I remember going, th- even going through naturopathic medical school, like we learn a bunch of stuff. You'll, it seems like counterintuitive. You think like naturopathic medical school would be very conducive to like relaxation environment and learn at your own pace and stuff like that. But there'll be weeks would have like 20 exams. Um, and then you'd come back from that you'd be so sick after it because cortisol spiked so high for so long your immune system got shot down and then once the stress was over your immune system just kind of like went kaput basically so you'll probably notice like um you know winter break or christmas break and stuff like that people get sick as soon as school ends or uh right in the summertime as soon as soon as school's over people start to get sick teachers specifically Okay. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. that's just like their their cort- they've been living off of cortisol for so long that when it finally starts to calm down, their immune system just can't fight anything off. So the littlest thing will start to get them sick. Yeah. So <laughs> teachers at Christmas time, we see a lot of for sure. Oh my goodness! I come from from a family of teachers, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was like the thing. Yeah. Get sick at Christmas. Get sick right um at the beginning of summer definitely and as soon as people get on vacation like they slow down finally for one second and that's Mm -hmm. when they start to get sick and they're like well what the heck why is this happening Mm -hmm. and it's because cortisol is just pumping out way too much all of the time wow yeah so that's another big thing that we see with uh you know overactive cortisol and then there's the huge like hormonal component to the rest of your body so there's a school of thought that um or people kind of explain it in a sense that when cortisol is pumped out all of the time there's some raw material to make cortisol that raw material is also the same raw material to make um some of your sex hormones okay i don't totally buy into that if you really look at the physiology it's not pulling from one to make the other there's more it's a very like intense kind of scientific Um, concept that's happening there Um, but just for like layman terminology just to kind of explain it we'll 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 blanket it as that so when you make a lot of cortisol you have a group of raw materials that also are used to make your sex hormones like estrogen and progesterone and testosterone yes so if you're pumping out cortisol all the time you're you'll start to notice imbalances in those hormones Um, So one of the biggest things that I ask about in clinic is sex drive, because if that starts to go, that's a huge indicator that there's something probably going on with your uh, adrenal glands or with cortisol function. So with that, um, if you're an inhospitable environment to make a child, your body's the first thing it'll shut down is those hormonal processes to make a child. So desire and the ability to actually conceive And then we'll start to notice, you know, like period issues and all that sort of stuff too. So burnout is like this massive beast that can take over. And I think it's really important that um, so many people are suffering with it. And it's just kind of like, yep, this is life. Yes. Yeah. It's and especially with like the whole like with like um, a lot of the side hustles, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's like so much to like glorification of the side hustles like well you got to do this you got to do this oh don't stop like don't stop don't stop make sure and then you're gonna feel tired but that's normal and that's good because it means that you're getting things done yeah even Uh, after that you gotta breathe right like (laughs) i I go even just that it's totally like i got stressed out thinking about it and saying it yeah it's wild and then i'm always kind of like I get the side hustle because usually it's a passion project, right? Usually yeah. it's something that you're so passionate about. Um, but I ask my patients usually to do this activity where we write down like minimum effective dose. So like, what do you need out of life to really be happy? So most times, you know, we're going for the new car, we're going for the new television, new couch, whatever it is, like stuff, right? Yeah. We're very stuff driven. Right. And I get it. Like, it's it's super fun to have new stuff and it's super fun to, you know... I don't know, get the newest computer or new phone and stuff like that, but like literally will not change your headspace or your mm-hmm. happiness scale. You know what I mean? It may be for like a minute when you get it and then you're right back to where you were. Right. So all of this stuff that we're grinding and working so hard for, so we spend so much of our time at work, potentially at a job that we don't even care about or don't even like going to, mm-hmm. to buy stuff that we are happy with for like, maybe a day or two and then the vicious cycle continues you just keep buying and going and doing you know what I mean yeah so I don't want to be I don't know I'm not really like 
deep-rooted, let's get to the bottom of how you feel and why you feel the way you feel. But I always like to kind of send a, a heads up to people and be like, yeah, like, what are we doing all this for? I like that. Yeah, it's, it's, I have no answers. I'm, I, I'm in the exact same grind. You know what I mean? But I, I'm starting to ask those questions. And like the time I spend at work is time away from my dog that I love and my mm-hmm. partner that I love. So it's um, kind of like balancing out those things is super important. And I love my work too. So just finding like, you know, what works within all of those things and what works with your life too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so many people, like if you ask them that question, why do you do what you do? I, so many people don't have the answer and it's a hard question too, right? It is a hard question Yeah. because like, you're just so used to this, like, well, I do it because that's what you do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you get up at a certain time every day and you go, a lot of people I hear don't like their job, which I mean, it's difficult to love what you do every day for sure. Yeah. But my goal would be that there would be some sort of like spark or drive to get you there to do what you do because if not like you're just wallowing in it you know what I mean like you hate being there so that brings out a whole negative component to pretty well most days of your life you lose your whole Sunday from the Sunday scaries because you got to go to work on Monday (laughs) I like the Sunday scaries that totally makes sense Yeah. yeah and like that's just a thing like people live in anxiety on a Sunday for fear of going to work the next day which is that concept boggles my mind and I'm extremely fortunate that I found my passion and I get to do that for work. Um, and I know it's not feasible. People are like, Oh yeah, I just can't quit my job. And I'm certainly not asking for you to quit your job, but it's just more so like, let's start asking those questions. And like, is there any way around it? Is there a night class that you could take? Is there some online courses that you could take? Is there, and I know that kind of contributes to that side hustle a little bit more, but could we do part-time at work and then really get something that you love? And mm. I know money is always a huge issue and it's a huge stressor too, but maybe coming back to that question of what is the minimum effective dose or minimum amount of money that you need to function mm. or to get what you have or need kind of. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know, that's a good point too, because it's like this whole idea that like we want to avoid pain and, uh, but then we, but then in that wanting to avoid the pain of like not having as much money as you want to have or that kind of thing, you're putting, you're actually putting yourself in more pain of going to a job that you don't enjoy every day and being burnt out. And so it's kind of like the whole difference between good pain and bad pain. So if you're actually like putting in some good pain of going down to the minimum amount of money that you need in order to actually put it into something that you're truly passionate about, then that's like a temporary good pain Mm -hmm. in order to get yourself towards where you really want to be and what's going to like result in you having a more wholesome life. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. I love it. You're like, yeah. Yeah. And I have no answers. I literally don't know why we're here on earth. I know none of these things, but I, I have been starting to think about these things a lot because a lot of people are unhappy Yes. Yeah. One thing that I was actually thinking about today was that, um, like I've been, I've spent a lot of time being very unhappy mm-hmm. and I think a big part of why that was, was because I didn't understand what I believed happiness was. Mm-hmm. I looked at a lot of other people and was like, well, they seem to think happiness is this, so that must be what happiness is. But it's different for each person. And I think that we all get caught up in this idea of what you were saying before, where it's like, well, if I could just get like the next like phone, like, or that car or name, put name here. Insert, yeah. yeah. Thing here, yeah. <laughs> um, then it's like, we get so misled by that idea. Then we like, yeah, we forget to stop and think like, well, what actually brings me joy what actually makes me happy Mm -hmm. and I yeah I've been thinking more about that because uh when I started to actually really be honest with myself I realized that a lot of the things that I did because I was like well it makes me happy and then it wasn't actually effective because it didn't actually make me happy I just thought that it should because that's what other people made me or I gathered from watching other people yeah then it, it was like I had to stop I just had to stop myself and be like no 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 what actually makes me happy and it's like really weird things but like 
What are some of them? So some of them are like, um, if I have my hair played with. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's awesome. It makes me happy. Yeah. So like my, my kids actually like, like to play with my hair. Mm-hmm. So if I just like sit in front of one of my kids and just like let them play with my hair, it's yes. like, oh, this is the best. <laughs> um, I love to sit and watch people. Mm-hmm. I love to people watch. And I love writing. I love writing poetry, reading poetry. Oh my goodness. It's like, it brings me life. Like That's even awesome. just talking about it, like makes me feel very alive yeah. and inspired. Yeah. Yeah. I love reading and I love, and I think that this is something that probably a lot of people share, but I, I really love like having a night where we um, uh, sit down and just watch a movie and eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just mindless like, whatever's happening yeah, yeah just for like sure. oh my goodness it's such a great way to turn off my brain and yeah. reset definitely right now um and so we and we don't have a lot of evenings where we sit down and watch tv and like eat or whatever so when we do have those nights it's like so special because mm-hmm. it's like yeah let's order thai food and we're gonna watch survivor <laughs> just have the nicest time it's gonna be the nicest time yeah that's perfect yeah and those are like the little things and like literally those are relatively inexpensive things right right yeah it's like uh, to watch people like mm-hmm. i like to like um a lot of people like to or I gather that people really enjoy like playing with their kids, being in there, being really physical and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I, of course, do enjoy that, but I also find that it's quite draining. Mm-hmm. So what I really enjoy is watching my kids play. So like if I, um, so what we do is we set up some lawn chairs like on our, we have a nice backyard. We're so lucky um, that we managed to get a house that has like a nice backyard. Mm-hmm. And we have a little shed that has like a little deck off of it. And so we set the lawn chairs on that. We'll have like coffee or tea or if it's a little later, maybe it'll be like a cooler of some sort. And we watch the kids just run back and forth and play. And it's like, you know how like when you're um, in kind of like you're kind of down and then you try to think of your happy place. Mm -hmm. My goodness. That's that's it. It's like soul filling kind of soul filling. Yeah. And we're getting a puppy on Friday. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and we've, we actually have a dog here right now because we have a friend just staying with us and the, um, we love this dog. Mm -hmm. It's a little dog, but it's the sweetest. I never thought that I'd like little dogs. Mm -hmm. I love little dogs as it turns out. At least I love this little dog. And the kids have been playing with it. It's been so great watching the kids play with it. And yeah. Anyway. Be excited, hey? It makes me so excited for our puppy. Yeah, that's so sweet. And like little things like that. And and some people you ask and they have an answer just like that. They know right off the bat what their happy place is. And like for me, it's mowing the lawn. Really? Like on a sunny day mowing the lawn, there's nothing else I would prefer to be doing. That's weird. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, but I love being outside and then like I can see my dog kind of like frolicking in the distance and I see my partner, he's like, I don't know, doing something and like you just feel like and the sun is coming down on you. I just love that. Mind you, I have a ride on motor, so that may be oh, different than other people. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you just get to chill and take it all in kind of. And and some people, yeah, have dead fast things. For some people, it is stuff. And that's not a reason to like be down on yourself or anything like that. If something makes you so happy and this is what you want to do with it, that's awesome too. Um, but I just think like there is a minimum effective dose like... 40 of those probably isn't going to make you more happy or like a million other things plus that thing that really makes you happy is probably not going to make you more happy you know what I mean so Mm. and and kind of as you said like talking about what is happiness or what is it supposed to look like yeah I'm no judge on that for sure it's like whatever whatever comes to mind kind of yeah but I think if we truly sat with it and we really took a minute to say like you know that feeling of like (gasps) pure happiness it's Mm. usually from my experience not from a thing you're so right yeah 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 unless it's like a boat with your family or something like that and maybe it's the water and like the sun coming down on you or something I have no idea what specifically it is but if you really get to the root of what that feeling is Mm. I would say it has something to do with like community community or like family yes yes you're absolutely right in my experience, maybe that's completely off base for some people, but well, that's maybe, kind of what it's yeah, maybe that's true for my experience as well, and other people that I talk to. Yeah, they've it's been like one of the one of the 
key elements is like family or loved ones yeah. being with you and enjoying things together. Yeah. And the crappy thing is, is just like, we're so sometimes busy doing other things or like on social media, sort of grasping for that community aspect, but we're just vicariously living through a screen for it. Like, oh, you kind of got to hang out with your friends because you saw what they did yesterday, but you don't actually get to interact or see them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that's a whole other social media issue that's, I don't know what the fix for that is, but something's going to break, I think, here soon. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we Have you heard of the Halifax Social Network? I have, I've yeah. I've talked about it a couple times nice. <laughs> on the podcast, but I, I, I shamelessly plug it, I guess, because I'm a part of the team, too. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud and very, very proud to be a part of the team because the team that runs it, like, it's extraordinary people. Like, yeah. they're extraordinary people. And the people that come out to it are extraordinary. And the reason why I brought that up was um, kind of one of the inspirations for bringing this community about was um, just the idea that, like, uh, we have Instagram and we have this community on Instagram, but what if we brought that community from Instagram to life? Yeah. And just had that, like, physical community. Definitely. I bet you magic happens there, too, hey? Yes. Yeah. It totally does. Yeah. It's incredible. Like, yeah. It's very inspiring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it gives you energy. 100%. And it's almost like that double-edged sort of energy because you feel... I mean, it's a time commitment to go. It's like, oh man, I'm exhausted. Should I actually do it? But there's probably this like one spark of something there that happens that you're like, yeah, that was, that was worth it. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly it. Mm. Yeah. It's kind of like maybe sometimes how I feel like treating patients too. Like it is exhausting and, and sometimes I'm not great at like not taking on people's energies. Like when they come in the room, if they're down, I'm like how do we fix this? But a hundred percent, like I've, I've learned over the years, it's not my job to fix anything. Like, I'm not a fixer. I'm just maybe, like, a facilitator of things. I oh, I like that, too. Yeah. I think that's such a healthy point of view. It's something that I'm working on as well. Mm-hmm. Because, like, when people kind of share some stories with you, like, you do want to be able to offer some kind of solution. 100%. That's, like, human nature. You just want to fix whatever's going on. And I still struggle with that all the time. But um, many times I've learned I can't fix things. I just can't so it becomes more important to give education and give tools and then and then you really sell it so if you based everything if I was supposed to fix everything and then I couldn't fix something and then I would be a failure right right so those kind of like mindsets really set you up to fail too right if you put all of the burden of those things on yourself and I think we do that with like work we do that with I'm assuming child rearing I don't have kids but I would have that mentality of being like yeah, you're, you're going to be perfect. You got to be perfect. But, um, that's totally self-sabotage, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think about all these things all the time. I don't know how helpful they are, but I try to like break it down in, in kind of a chill way for people just to be like, yeah, like life's crazy. (laughs) Amen. Yeah. And there's so many advanced and everything now I just call an adventure because like whether it's good or whether it's bad, it's definitely an adventure. And I think if you change your headspace to a lot of things, like I know you've probably heard the age old saying like fear and excitement are basically the exact same feeling. Like if you explain both of them, your heart starts to beat faster. You start to get a little bit sweaty. You um, start to get like a little bit trembly and stuff like that. But excitement and fear are literally almost the same response physiologically in your body. It's just your mindset towards it, right? Oh my goodness. I haven't heard that saying. So you just blew my mind. (laughs) Okay, sweet. Yeah. I heard uh, somebody talk about, uh, actually it was Joel. He was uh, my last podcast. Um, He talked about how people will uh, have uh, that nervous feeling Mm -hmm. and how some people interpret that as being like, I think I'm going to throw up. And other people interpret that as being, I'm so excited. Yeah. So that's so funny that I just got introduced to that concept. And then you just like all of a sudden brought it like a, kind of? yeah. yeah and then like brought another perspective to it yeah fear and excitement I like that yeah and it's just kind of a headspace shift and like a lot of these stories that we kind of tell ourselves have been there since day one or like something happened when you were six that changed your preconceived notion of how things would be it doesn't have to be at six but like whatever happened throughout your life and then you continually tell yourself these stories and they become who you are they become your story and it's so much easier just to sit with it and be like, man, this is me. This is, 
you know, who I am versus being like, well, let's start to change that story. Let's start to say mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, this doesn't really work for my life and, and I'm sick of being negative. I'm sick of feeling this way. So maybe every single day, instead of when that story comes in your head, you, you flip the script a little bit and say like, well, actually, no, this is this is how I feel today or do something that, you know, helps you feel a better way or something like that, too. I yeah, that's excellent advice. And it's, and again, it's something that I've been trying to do as well. Like with, um, even like morning routine, Mm. I discovered that morning, a morning routine helps me a lot. Sweet. What's your morning routine? I like to, so I like to get up early. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to get up before the kids are up so that I can go downstairs and make myself some coffee. And while the coffee's brewing, I do like a guided meditation. I have an app. And then I get my coffee, I bring it back, I have a couple books that I read. So there's one that's like daily inspirational quotes or whatever. So I like read that, I kind of think about it for a little bit. Then I'm reading, I'm currently reading Daring Greatly, which is a great book, uh, Brene Brown. And then I journal. And I, uh, yeah, I started doing that probably about a year or so ago now Mm -hmm. and it really helps set the mood for the day because it's like I get to have that time for me yeah and it's quiet yeah and I'm just taking my time Mm -hmm. and I can like let my brain kind of be empty for a little bit yeah and like when I'm journaling I try to just kind of shut my head off a bit and then just kind of write whatever is there Mm -hmm. and it's so like serene yeah and therapeutic for sure yes yeah and ideally like I would man I would if I could ask every patient do even like the hour when they first wake up and the hour before they go to bed if they can maximize those two hours um and not in a sense of like get everything done possible but potentially in that hour only do things that are going to add value to you or make you feel like you're actually taking care of yourself Mm. and that's two hours of a day and I know people like get up extremely early and have so many things on their plate and then have to get kids up and kids to school and stuff like that so start with five minutes Mm. and then you see the value in five minutes and then grab 10 minutes and then keep going until it becomes such a habitual needed thing for your body that you're just like yeah no I'm so sorry I will be at work when I say I will be at work I cannot be there early because I need personal time yes and then it's just so good for your brain it just sets you up for success a hundred percent for that day Yeah. yeah and it's funny how like we've somehow flipped this idea of like needing personal time to being selfish yeah it's not selfish. <laughs> not at all. Like self-care, I mean, I uh, it's getting like a little, I don't know, I think it's becoming a marketing tool for like yeah. buying bath bombs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, totally. Which, yeah. I mean, fine, man. If you're in the bath and you throw a bath bomb in and that is your moment, then do it. I think there's no rules on what self-care could be, but like mm. something that truly makes you feel like you're taking care of yourself um, and really get introspective on that. Like, is it really a bath? Like, do you even like hot water? Like, is that what it is? You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like start breaking it down and, and try things like try journaling. If you, ha- I hate journaling. I hate writing things down because I don't know. I haven't gotten over something about that yet. That therapeutic process. I just don't enjoy. Mm. Um, so I have to find other ways. So sometimes it's saying little notes on my phone and playing them back to myself. Mm. Um, or, you know, just listening to, you know, a good, you know, five minutes of brain FM or something like that, five, 15 minutes of brain FM. And that's just, um, sounds basically artificial intelligence has created these sounds and they actually change your brain waves. So putting this on and just kind of like zoning out and really introspectively, like thinking about things is super therapeutic for me too. That sounds like something I want to try. Yeah. I'll send you the link for it too. You can can put it up on, um, Facebook or wherever you post things. Yeah. I can put it up on optimistically depressed. Yeah. And like for me, I hate being told what to do. If you tell me to do something, I literally want to do the exact opposite. And I'm sure that's some deep internal rooted stuff that I have to work through. Um, But with Brain FM, it's one of the only um, meditation type of deals that isn't like breathe now or now it's time to exhale. And when I hear people tell me things, I automatically put up a defense somehow. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, Brain FM has been a game changer for me just to let me kind of flow through it a little bit more. 
That's amazing. Yeah, I'm oh a big goodness. fan of that one. I love that. And yeah. then, you know, I, I feel like we really need to take advantage of any um, any tools that are out there to help with our mental health. Definitely. Because there's like, it's like, it's still such a question mark. Mm-hmm. And like, I know, so I've been pretty open about the fact that I'm on medication and my doctor, and I've been very open about the fact that my doctor is amazing. Mm. I love her. That's awesome. Um, and it's been a year and a half since I've started medication and even still like it's needing to be adjusted because it's like, there's just, you can't take a blood test and be like, oh, you need to take this. Yep. Right. So mm. it's like, so I have to put all of the, like, so I'm taking the medication and then I do like, you know, um, I did find that meditation really helped me journaling, reading that kind of thing. Exercise, of course is important because, you know, you could use all of those, um, endorphins and endorphins. Thank you. Yeah. I was like pheromones. That's not the right word. Yeah. That sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah. And like, now we're getting a dog, which I'm kind of like, that's totally gonna like having a dog around as it turns out makes me really happy. Yeah. It's like something that loves you unconditionally, no matter what. And it's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. It's amazing. And it turns out this dog is actually a therapy dog too. Oh, nice. And so she's been spending a lot of time with me mm-hmm. <laughs> and my friend is just like, she's just laughing. Cause she's just like, you have issues. <laughs> just and like, you'll sort through them. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Or you won't and it'll be fine too. And it'll be you know? fine. I'll just get my, I'll train my dog as a therapy dog. Like Do maybe you? I will. Like I'm actually thinking that I probably will. Yeah. It's just like, it seems like it's just another one of those great options. And like, 100%. If, if I could have another opportunity to yeah. soothe myself. Yep. Or, you know, why not sort through this, then why not? Exactly. Definitely. And we were kind of talking about medication too, of like, man, people just drop their heads when they tell me that they're on medication. And I'm like, whoa, 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 pick your head right back up because there is absolutely no shame in that. Mm. And the fact that that is some sort of like connotation that the world has told you that it's a bad thing, like that breaks my heart. Mm. It's crazy that, that, that this is like a bad thing. Something that allows you to function better in society is a bad thing. That's absurd, right? That's such a great way of putting it too. Something that allows you to function better in society. Mm. Yeah. How could that be a bad thing? I can't see how it could. Yeah. Yeah. And there's always people that want to come off of it. And then we, um, always talk with a prescribing doctor and say like, what realistically is the chance of this or what would they have to do or what signs do we have to see for this to be okay? And there's always like planned approaches if that's truly what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's never my place to say you should or should be on, you know, any type of medication. It's more of just a conversation and seeing how it makes you feel. Is it actually working for you? Is it doing what you hoped it would do? You know, Mm. um, is there still some pieces that might be some potentially starting a medication will allow you to get to the gym, as you said, more or eat healthier because you have more energy to not, you know, be on the couch or something like that. Yes. Yeah. So there's so much value in medication and, um, yeah, I just, it really breaks my heart that people feel shame with it. Yeah. 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 I was so ashamed. And I really didn't want to tell my family. Mm. And I did. Like, I did. And um, their response was amazing. Like, it was just like, most of them were like, yeah, I probably should have been on medication, like, at some point in my life. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So it was just like, I'm like, oh, maybe I need to go on medication right now. Like, it was just so, like, opposite of what I was afraid of. Yeah. And hopefully that's the response that people get, but like, it's not always that way. It's not always that way. Yeah, definitely. And, and just know that like, there are trusted sources that you can talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, that one, that one's a heartbreaker for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't know, maybe it's potentially something about like, you feel like you lost if you, if you have to take support for something. That was exactly it. Yeah. I felt like I lost. Yeah. yeah. It was like, there was a battle and then it was like, I've lost the battle. Yeah. Maybe you won, though. I think maybe I did actually win. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. You're right. Like, um, it wasn't until after I started medication and started to feel the effects of it mm-hmm. that I was like, why didn't I start this a long time ago? Mm-hmm. Because it was like, hey, I like, wait a minute. And talking with um, with other people who have not really struggled with depression Mm -hmm. and saying like, is this how you like just feel? And then like, just kind of saying like, you know, like you wake up and you're kind of like, Oh, I'll get out of bed now. It's not like this, like struggle. Mm -hmm. And these people are like, yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah. And it's just like, 
it's just a game changer game changer yeah yeah because i wasn't fighting to just exist anymore Mm -hmm. that is so powerful that is so amazing that there's something out there that you could take and make you feel that way you know yeah yeah so i see it as a win if people and like we're always hard on ourselves to like should have would have could have earlier better different time but like we all come to these things in our own time and we mm-hmm. and like that learning process is probably like 60 to 70 percent of the battle right oh, so what you yeah, learned on true. that road got you to the head space to ask for help and then go from there right like maybe you know blank amount of years ago you weren't ready for it and maybe it wouldn't have done the same thing for you because you weren't in that headspace that's a very good point yeah so we're really hard on ourselves and we're really good at beating ourselves up and i am too like i haven't figured this out but um i think like a daily sort of progressional change towards a little bit more positive or a little bit of flipping the script and we all have horrible days where it's just anything you tell yourself doesn't inherently change that way you feel Um, but I try not to sit in things anymore. So I try not to sit in sadness or I try not to sit in, um, any sort of emotion that's not, um, I guess functional isn't the right word because there's functions to every emotion, right? That's true. But it's more so like, if there's nothing that I can do about it, then leave it, but try not to let it bring me down so far that it's, it's overwhelming to that point. Um, right, yeah. And I think it's easy for me to say that because honestly, I've never truly experienced um, like a deep seated depression before. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm, you know, naive to the sense of what it actually feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think maybe that daily progressional thing towards not necessarily self-improvement, but just that script flip might be, might be beneficial. Mm. Yeah. I think so. Like, yeah. and um, definitely like when I started the medication, like it didn't fix all my problems. Yeah, definitely. But it gave me energy to start working on my problems more mm-hmm. and to start realizing that I, I like the flip the script. Um, and that's kind of the idea that I had, that I had, which was just like, uh, maybe instead of thinking this way and then following that path, mm-hmm. I can start to control where my thoughts go. And yeah. And then it's like when it's like this thought is no longer fruitful, then I can dismiss it. Yeah, for sure. That makes total sense. And I think like, um, there's so many catches along the way too, right? Like there is potentially that hormonal imbalance as a causative factor. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a series of events, maybe there's grief, maybe there's, there's so many triggers at play and environmental factors and health factors and nutrition and all that sort of stuff. So Um, I think like anything that we can do to get to a point where you're actually starting to look at or anyone's actually starting to look at, okay, so I, I feel, I feel like I can take one more thing on, which potentially might be, you know, going for a walk outside, whereas you might have not have been able to do that before or something. So yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. I actually preferred cloudy days and rainy days because then it gave me permission to be inside and do like very little. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, um, I started to enjoy sunny days because I, I enjoy getting out and like doing things. That's so cool. Our bodies and minds are so cool. Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) And like the more I sit down with people and like, I mean, I think growing up, I just always had something that crossed my forehead that said, tell me your story. Like I just have been drawn to this role for my entire life I feel um and I'm so fortunate that I just like people trust me to to say this story like and just Mm -hmm. feel comfortable enough and I don't think I'm the person to take you through like deep-seated emotional pain I don't think I'm the person um to like guide anyone out of those things or or have any sort of thought-provoking things to say to like change how you're going to feel um but I'm definitely like somebody you could probably listen and then um I don't know. Like, I, th- I think there's so many different practitioners. And, and the whole point of me saying that was um, naturopathic doctors are, are awesome because you do have so much time with them. And I think um, a lot of them offer like 15 minute free consults. Wow. So the biggest thing I could ever, you know, say on behalf of our, um, our field is just like sit with 
a bunch if you have to go to everyone in the city that offers 15 minutes and see who you drive with. And ideally that would happen for all healthcare practitioners to find somebody who's actually, you know, you, you sit with and you can hang out with and you feel comfortable with. And that's like the true seated root of health to be able to like jive with someone and actually get somewhere, you know? Yeah. 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 I, and I completely agree with that. Like where you can feel like somebody's on your team. Yeah, definitely. And like so many people would offer to be on your team. Like everyone wants to help. Um, and I think that, that true thing of like, does this feel like the person? And I think potentially you'll get, you know, a vibe from it that says like, yeah, yeah, no, I think this could work. Or like, yeah, I think we could figure this out or, or at least get somewhere. And then potentially for that period of time, it's that person. And then it's on to the next Mm. for the next step of healing or the next adventure that's going to come your way. Oh, I like that too. I like how you word that because I, um, I know that in the past, like I've had a a lot of different mentors Mm -hmm. and, um, when I basically like move on to another mentor, part of me is like, uh, part of me kind of feels a bit like a failure mm-hmm. because it's like, um, I don't want to need somebody else and I, it's like a betrayal as well. And, but it's, um, I like how you word it. It's like, there's just different people who are helpful for different stages of mm-hmm. the journey. Definitely. And there's so many stages of this journey (laughs) for sure. And like, I love working. Um, and I say with athletes because it's an easy, it's an easy catch all for me because nine times out of 10, an athlete walks in the door ready to take whatever I say and implement it almost immediately. And I'm not sure if I like that because it's way easier for me that people actually do their homework. Like I do find it a struggle when, you know, week after week that, nothing has changed or nothing has, has, um, but then potentially it's on me. Maybe I didn't motivate you enough to, you know, want to make a change, but I really inherently believe that motivation comes from within. Um, so that's kind of my passion towards saying athletes, but that's, that's anyone, right? Like anyone who's ready to like kind of take a step and, and learn some more about themselves and learn some more about, you know, how to, what are a couple modifying, modifying factors to be able to sleep better? Or like, how do I, you know, implement a nutrition plan or how much protein do I need? Like all of these questions are so valuable. And I, I like, again, I wish there was courses in school. Like so many times I've seen on uh, social media, like, I wish they taught us about taxes. I wish they taught us about, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause those are the valuable things, right? Like mental yeah. health. What do I do if this happens? Like, how do I figure this out? And, um, sometimes I just feel like I'm repeating very basic information, but the implementation I think is the true value in, in what I do as a practitioner and seeing how we can modify things to actually fit with your life instead of just being like, you should drink more water. (laughs) Great. Yeah. I know that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's like one uh, leg up for our profession for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. And then, um, yeah, there's just, there's so much room for improvement and there's so much room for optimization. And like, we have to perform, as I said, all day, every day. So performing at waking up, performing at sleeping, like you literally want to optimize those processes as much as possible to have a functional day, right? Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes I get lost in in the wording of performance optimization and like sports and (laughs) athletes and like that excites me for sure. But I think it's anyone willing to, uh, to kind of start take, making some changes, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. And you can't, cause you can't help a person who doesn't want to be helped. Yeah. And I yeah. learned that the very most difficult way. Yeah. yeah. Was that a specific? <laughs> Just time after time after time. And it came back to that, like fixing thing. You know what I mean? Like I, mm-hmm. I wanted so bad for this person to feel better that I almost took it as a knock against myself that I had failed them in some sp- aspect right potentially I did you know potentially I didn't say the right thing or potentially um the conversation didn't go the way that they had hoped and stuff like that but but literally like yeah like when people are ready and when they're down and they're excited mm-hmm. about things it is way easier you know? yeah. yeah 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 definitely or potentially when they get you know the medication that they need or potentially when um whatever happens to mm-hmm. bring them to a place of of readiness yes yeah Absolutely. For sure. I love that. I love that too. 
Yeah. You've said so much that I'm just like, I feel like I've said I love that a lot. <laughs> in this Good, I hope, yeah, I but, hope. Like, I don't even know. I'm just kind of speaking, but like, this is it. I, and I haven't been in the profession long. And when you listen to some of like the elders in our profession, the wisdom is just astounding. And like, a lot of it does come back to like the drugs don't always work for people and yeah. and society doesn't always work for people right now. And mm-hmm. if we kind of go back to what life, well, I don't know what it used to be like. I didn't live back then. Mm-hmm. Um, but like these theories that come about of community and, and a sense of um, purpose and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like you had your role in the community and that made you feel, I don't know, part of something. Mm-hmm. And I think we're losing a lot of that now. So in yeah. that kind of those disconnections kind of, build those walls between people and that can, you know, lead to mental health issues for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So one question that I like to ask everybody Mm -hmm. is what does it look to you to be mentally healthy? Whoa, big one. I know. (laughs) Um, yeah, mentally healthy, uh, in terms of like functional things or like in your head actually. Um, either one, just whatever it looks to you to just be mentally healthy. Yeah. Okay. So I guess like for me, mentally healthy would be like, despite the chaos and despite bad feelings, like uh, some sort of steadiness or some sort of like grounding through it all, I would Mm. say. Yeah. Ah. Like unwavering kind of sensation that despite this is insane right now, like things are probably going to be okay. Oh, yes. That would be my go-to, I would say. That's a good one. Yeah. And does that happen all the time? Certainly not. But like, I think that's what I'm striving towards. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's good. Sweet. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure for sure. And thank you. Like, thank you for taking the time out of your day to like come and be on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and thanks definitely. for sharing your wisdom. Yeah, um, this was so fun. I, uh, I love this sort of stuff. So. Oh, great. Yeah. I will- Maybe we'll have you back for a round two. For sure, anytime. <laughs> um, yeah, and thank you to everybody who is listening. I really appreciate you being here and giving me your time. I hope that it was something that was helpful for you. And uh, just remember that wherever you are, I'm just sitting here loving you. Have a great evening, morning, day, night, and I'll be talking to you soon. Bye.